Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I want to talk about emotional volatility and the reaction that we have to the information and the way that it's presented to us and how we're consuming it. So I've had a really awesome and interesting discussion in the past few weeks with a few of my clients and with a few of my friends and with myself and my husband about the way that we are just saturated with input constantly. So you have it in the form of this podcast, you have it in TV shows that you watch, news that you read, news that you hear, your social media feeds, how people are presenting things. And a lot of it is presented in a highly emotional format that spikes an emotion in you. And the question that I have for you this week is to consider what is that emotion that's getting sparked the most often by what you're consuming or what you're just presented with on a regular basis? And do you like that? And I don't know that we get asked that often enough or think that we have any way to control it. We just assume that what's out there is what's actually happening. But I think it's really important to have a discussion about how, no, what's happening is what's happening, but how it's being presented to you makes you feel a certain way. And that changes your reality. It changes how you can think. And I actually want to talk about how when we're in big emotions, it actually takes away our ability to reason and think and have a response rather than a reaction. And a lot of social media and media in general has been put into place in order to coerce or in order to get you to consume more. And the things that get you to consume more is to keep you engaged emotionally so that you don't have a choice about it. You're just reacting. And your reaction is, I need to hear more so that I can fix it. I'm getting more upset or I'm really loving this and I need more of it and I need to consume more. But be aware of what the general flavor is of what you're surrounding yourself with. So in the same way that we talk about, we become an amalgamation of the people in our lives, like the five closest people that you spend the most time with, you're the most like. It is also true for the things that you regularly listen to for your news, for your entertainment, for just the people at your workplace. These environments really do shape your perception of the world and therefore your your reality. It's so interesting to talk about what is reality and is there an objective one? And it's hard for me to even answer that question because we want to all believe there is an objective reality. And yet we all have opinions about it. And our opinions are not objective. They're very subjective. They're based on how we feel about things, how we've been told to feel about things. And there are words that we use that spark emotion in us that make us more likely to be upset or more likely to be sympathetic. And be aware that people that produce anything that has gained popularity are very good (laughs) and understand quite well how their use of emotional words affect others and how it makes you latch on to what they say and become more engaged. It is their job to do so. So even something as seemingly innocent as just 
you know, entertainment shows, they are also sparking an emotion because that gets you to pay attention and come back for more. So something I've noticed in myself is that when I was younger, my teen years, but particularly in my early 20s and 30s, I was far more interested in consuming horror shows and watching like really bad movies and scaring the shit out of myself. And I am no longer interested in that. And one of the things that happened is that it seemed like the world started to change a little or I became more aware of it in my 30s, that reality started to just seem a shade darker in general. And was it darker? I don't know. But the news that I was generally hearing and consuming just had such a dark and dire tone to it all the time, that it made me less want to watch things like what was I watching? It was the zombie show, um, The Walking Dead. And I'd watched it for years. And I was like, you know, I just don't need to watch anything that puts me on edge and anxious anymore, because I have enough of that in my daily life. And that was a huge wake up moment for me going, oh, I have enough of that in my daily life. I don't need to spark fear. I have enough already. But where is it coming from? (laughs) Do I need to consume more of that? Just in general? Where am I getting this from? And is it the truth, capital T truth? Or is it an opinion of the truth? Or am I missing a great deal of other truths that might calm down my overreaction or my fear response in general? I asked myself that and I started weaning myself off of the ways that I was consuming media. Um, I've done it more and more over the years. I just keep tweaking it so that I'm still being informed of what's going on without falling into the pit of being told what's happening and how to feel about it. And it's a delicate balance. It's really hard to do. And I have nothing but empathy for all of us in that it's really, really hard to be well-informed and not be alarmed and terrified no matter where you're getting your news from. It doesn't matter anymore. It's just they're all like freaking us out. So something that I've done that I share with you now in the hopes that it kind of helps you have more options is to just recognize some basic truths about what sparks emotion in us and what gets us more going so that you are aware of it. And you now have the option to decide whether you want to do more of that, or you'd like to change the way that you're receiving information. So when we are consuming something visual and full of music and emotion and lights and quick, fast blips, these kinds of consumption of material are set to keep your brain engaged, give you lots of emotional reactions and keep you kind of on edge and alert. When you're in that awake alert state, you are more receptive to whatever message they're giving and the emotion that they're feeding you. So if you're watching a video and it has subtitles and everything seems very loud and it's bright and whatever, and they're using emotional words, you are more susceptible to feeling the way that they're telling you to feel or whatever they're crafting that to deliver and they are crafting it to deliver an emotion. If you were to just read the words, yes, the words, like you'll recognize them as emotional, but there's something um, that slows it down when you're consuming it by what you're reading versus what you're seeing. I think this is also true with what we're listening to. So you can hear in someone's voice, you can hear in my voice, the ups and downs. And when I get angry or sad or whatever, you are following my emotion and you take your cue from how I'm feeling And part of that is because we're animals, right? Like we're mammals, like the rest of the mammal world. And 
we are social, we take our cues from others. If someone's alarmed, we think, oh shit, I should be alarmed too. If someone's really happy, we're like, woohoo, where's the good stuff? Give me more of that. If someone's afraid and running, we don't even think about why. We just go, holy shit, we need to get out of here and we run. Remember that about the nature of what we are and recognize that you can set yourself up to have more options when consuming information or sources of information. So something that I ended up doing over time is I stopped watching the news because I'm going to hear about it anyway. There's no way I'm not going to hear what's going on. I know terrible things are happening in the world right now. I want to get headlines and I want to get headlines from various organizations that have differing views because then I can see what emotional words each side is pitching against the other and how they're pitching a situation. The situation itself can be terrible, but I try to look at it as this is a situation. It could be neutral. And how are they trying to make me feel about it? Whose side do they want me to be on? What is in it for them if I believe that? And I look at these things and see how the same exact situation gets pitched from various points of view. And it helps me to go, ah, here's a situation that's happening, but what do I think about that? How terrible is it? Terrible, yes. How could I show up as the best human being I can with the most compassion without being told who to be angry at? I think there's so much flinging around of who to be angry at. And I think it comes from this place right now where we're all upset and terrified and we want an easy solution and we want to know who to blame and how to make it better. We think if we have that, if we can be very angry and think that someone else made this happen and that's why everything is bad, there's some comfort in that. But I think that's too simple. And I think that it paints everyday normal people as monsters when most of us actually care very deeply about humanity in the world. It doesn't let us see each other for our best, for our best intentions and for our kindnesses. And so for me, I really have backed off of trying to consume the soup, <laughs> I guess, that we're all consuming, left, right, sideways, whatever it is, because it's painful and it causes more pain. I'd rather look at a situation and go, huh, that's really interesting. What do I think is going on? What do these leaders want? Why does it serve them to be in power or not be in power? Why do they want me to think or feel this way? When someone's using very hateful and angry words, why would I want to get on board with that? And these are questions that I ask myself and I ask the people around me, honestly, with genuine curiosity, like, why would I want to get on board with that? And sometimes it's just that it's an outlet that matches an anger that I already have not necessarily about the subject being portrayed. And I think that's an important distinction is that we all have emotions and they're coming up all the time. We have anger, we have rage, we have fury, we have resentment, we have injustice, we have all of these difficult things that we are capable of feeling and that we hold. And if something comes along and we resonate with it, we resonate with it. When we're resonating in that emotion, we're just going along for the ride. We're being told, also be angry about this. Isn't this upsetting? And I notice it just in general conversations about anything, right? Like I could get mad about like, why are the dishes not done? And it's the same level, interestingly, of frustration, anger, and despair. It's just available to come up because it that's what got brought up there. And no matter what we talk about then, 
it's easy to then amp up and add another thing to be upset about and another thing to be upset about. And what about this? And what about that? And you notice that you're getting into a spiral. So I guess what I wanted to talk about this week is really our tendency to spiral. And are we spiraling up where we're more capable of showing up with compassion, with some semblance of peace for ourselves and options of how to make things better? Or are we spiraling down where all we have to offer is more things to be upset about and more injustices to be angry about, but no real solution, which I'd also say is it's hard to find a solution when you're in that emotion. It's really, really difficult. And it's no surprise that we haven't been finding a whole lot of solutions when we're getting really mad. Solutions aren't to be found in that. It can't be found when we're that upset. We have to go to a different place. And I know we've all heard this from spiritual leaders, from just the general zeitgeist, that you can't solve a problem from the place where it was created. I guess I'm wanting to point out like the place that it's created is in these volatile and difficult emotions. And we do need to acknowledge that we have them. But I think something that could be more helpful for us, and it's definitely more helpful for me, is to recognize that the emotion can be dealt with, and that is important to do without attaching it to the situation that also needs healing. It's important to take that space and that time to process what you're feeling and acknowledge it as a genuine pain or something that needs to move. And as you acknowledge that and allow it to have less of a grip on you, and it does, it, it does move. Our emotions move if we acknowledge them and don't amp them up and give them more fuel to have another thing to be upset about or another thing to be sad about. We take the time for that, and that can vary how long that takes. But we've all had the experience of being sad for a while, and then one day we're like, oh, I, f- I feel kind of calm and blank about it now. That's an improvement. That's a place from which another point of view or decision can be made. But it's not available to you when you're in the thick of the sadness or in the thick of the hate or the fear or whatever it is that's being triggered. So I would just implore all of us to be kinder to ourselves, to acknowledge that in the world, humanity is hurting right now. It's painful. We're all feeling it. We're all scared and we're all reacting And if we make some space for ourselves to go, wow, what a human experience we're having, difficult things are happening and we're all really scared. Let's not give ourselves more to be upset and scared about in this moment. Let's take the time to be with those feelings if we have that luxury. And I understand that it can be a luxury, but if you have it, can you take a minute? Can you take five minutes? Be with yourself, love yourself and understand that we all are feeling these feelings It's okay to have those feelings and you do not need to make a knee-jerk reaction or make a sweeping decision or belief based on those feelings alone. Let the feeling move and see if as it's moved, there's something else there, something different somewhere where there's a bridge, where there's an option for more togetherness, where there's an option for more logic where there's an option to listen more and have compassion for someone else, because when we're also amped up, we can't have compassion for the other person who's freaking out. So recognize that in yourself as well as the only reason their fear and panic can spark you is because it lives within you too. When you've dealt with it, when you have that system in place for dealing with your own feelings, you can handle their panic and fear without resonating with it, making it your own and having it become yours. 
from that space. It's like being a kind guardian to yourself and to others. More options are available. More compassion is available for everybody. And things generally go in a better direction. Whew. Yeah. So that is what I wanted to talk about this week. I am wishing for all of us some peace, the ability to be with the emotions that arise at this time. And as situations arise and come and go, to breathe through it and understand that this is part of being alive. It's not pleasant, but we survive it, hopefully. And when we do, we are better equipped to help others. May you find first the help for yourself. I wish that for you and for all beings. May you have a peaceful, calmer week. May you find a way to step back from the articles, the news sources, the entertainment even that sparks emotions that are just too much right now and reevaluate and see what it's like if you can consume something nourishing, something more calm, something that offers hope, whatever that is for you. I wish you to find it now and always. Have a good week and I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.